0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast, with your host, Rob Snowitt.
1: Well thanks for downloading this podcast. It's live from the Lancaster, Pennsylvania Fly Fishing Show. I'm not even sure if this is gonna be a viable podcast, if there's going to be enough to talk about. So if it does become a real podcast, I'll share it with you, which is what you're listening to now. If not, it will just go to the recycling bin on my computer. It is Friday, February twenty-eighth. The drive-up was pretty boring. It's actually quite fast. And the interesting thing is you know, the wife and the pixie are in Colorado. My mom came and picked up Dr. Jones, so I had the house to myself, and I just sat there on the sofa for like 20 minutes before I, I drove up here, and I was just like, wow, this is what peace and quiet is like. I mean, we live like I said, it's a small place. You can hear a pin drop anywhere in the house. So it was pretty amazing just to have total silence, no scratching, screaming, Play-Doh being thrown. And if you're a parent, don't buy Play-Doh. If you do know what I'm talking about, you know, Play-Doh is the worst child. It just gets everywhere. So let's talk about what I've been doing to prepare for the show. Um, I built a retail display with pegboard, and I have peg hooks on it. And rather than selling flies that people get to pick out individually, I have decided to make the ultimate fly selection. So I've got ultimate bass selection. Largemouth, smallmouth, and snakehead are mixed in the ultimate shad collection. So it's about seven flies each. I have ultimate steelhead ultimate damsel, which is just straight up damsels ultimate gar ultimate terrestrials, ultimate trout streamers. And then I've also done, what else have I done? I have beetle foam strips and terrestrial bodies pre-cut that are in little Ziploc crack bags. So hopefully, you know, the plan is to get, Garner money at the show to pay off the monstrosity of a burger I'm about to destroy around the corner. But just, you know, cover the cost of the time materials and the hotel and the gas to get up here. And my booth is up against the casting pond. So it's very small. If I eat too much tonight, I guarantee you I'm not going to be able to fit into that booth tomorrow. I maybe have 18 inches between the pipes behind me and the front of my booth. There's no electricity, so I can't charge my phone. Can't run the laptop to do my slideshow. Can't charge the phone to be able to use it for Square in case people want to use their credit cards. So it's pretty tight quarters. I have no idea who the guy next to me is. I tried looking him up, and there's pictures and YouTube videos of him. Hopefully, we'll learn more about him throughout the weekend. Bumped into the Mossy Creek guys. Bumped into Mike Heck, Brad Buzzy reba brinkman um rob from great feathers crosby and the guys from hardy and i hooked them up with some snakehead tournament hats and shirts they're thinking about coming down and doing the tournament my area's a lot cleaner uh you know i've learned from the last time to be a little more organized i've got a little table underneath my area for my cash box and it's just going to be hard to tie flies I think with this tight of an area. I mean, it's a pregnant woman couldn't fit back there. That's how small it is. But just think that there's a casting pond behind me. So if I do have to take a leak, I can just kind of turn around, part the curtains and and just go for it. Now the restigouche guys, they're the Salmon Lodge up in like Nova Scotia. They actually have water like ice dripping on their table. So that's not good. But overall it was a pretty easy setup, it took me 10-15 minutes to get things all out and about. I've got my flies organized on a big chunk of white foam, intruders. I've got the beer can koozies up there. I'm hoping I can sell out of the beer can koozies, and that way I can get more of them made with updated logos and website. So that is about it for the afternoon. I'm waiting for Dave Foker to show up with the Healing Waters booth. We're going to split rooms tonight, and hopefully sooner he gets here, the better, because I'm starving. Could really go for that smoky bacon blue burger and a big pint of club soda with a lemon wedge because i got to behave myself this evening. So we'll catch up with Evan from the Open Fly podcast. Probably will not go around with the microphone and harass people because i am be mostly focusing on tying. I do want to run over to Partridge and check out some of their uh, intruder shanks because my Senyo ones are just a little too tiny but I'm not really tying intruders a whole lot right now. I am for bass. So we'll see how that goes, but that's about it. Will this become a uh, live podcast for you to hear who knows, but um, we'll check in with you on Saturday from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Ooh. All right. So I just came back from the Irish pub where I had happy hour with five lush grandmothers who were absolutely hysterical. They all, sat down and joined me by the fireplace spot and they had their cocktails and we laughed and and they're drinking and they're going bar hopping tonight and then they are getting ready to fly to Miami this weekend and then drive to Key West to get absolutely loaded. So it was pretty funny hanging out with them. I can tell you the pub food was not as good as I remembered. That's definitely not the burger I had last year. So we'll see if we go back there tomorrow night. But it's fun just, you know, between the pub, the hotel lobby, and the staircases up to the hotel, and the elevators, how many just different people you see from the industry. So it's it's great to see faces, good to introduce yourself to new people, and that's what this whole weekend is about. So uh, we'll catch up with the actual fly fishing part sometime later. All right, well, the, the day is done. It's about 7 o'clock today, and... Breakfast was pretty good. We got up at 7, headed down, had some bacon and eggs and some taters. and David completely housed an entire meal of waffles and everything else. And then I got to the show and started setting up my area. Met the guy next to me. He's in town from uh, not Manhattan Beach, but another one in that area of California, Huntington Beach. And he is mostly a bonefish fisherman in the Pacific. We're talking Hawaii and... Christmas Island, so he's been tying bonefish flies all day, and my area was pretty busy all day, so that was fantastic, I just want to thank everybody that stopped by, people that introduced themselves, people that have been listening to the podcast, if you're at work, if you're driving in your cars, uh, basically just want to give a shout out to everyone who stopped by today and said, hey, I listen to your podcast, one guy even just said, hey, I recognize your voice, I was even told I, I didn't look like what I they thought I would look like, I, I, I was younger looking. And had a good chat with Evan of the Open Fly Podcast, and put a request in for um, him to talk some more about the, the local waters. He showed me a, a coho salmon he caught literally in his backyard on the Snoqualmie Nerska Komish, which was just nuts. So producer Jason hung out all day, which was fun. Matt Marin hung out for a good time too. It turns out I'm not allowed to have a display rack like I did, like a retail display for um, my section so I I ended up taking that down at the end of the day so I won't have that tomorrow Um, sold a lot of flies a lot of uh, the pre-made flies that I tied at this show and the last show and filled up a couple of bags of pre-made fly selections today a lot of shad a lot of damsels not as much bass, no gar, a couple steelhead packs, spent the day tying up braided Crystal Chenille Worms, Snallygaster. No, I didn't do Snallygasters. I did. What else did I tie up today? A couple of uh, huge intruders, one of which vanished, which is kind of upsetting. I don't know if someone paid me for it or not, but it was a huge uh, pink one. That was awesome. Tied up a bunch of damsels, a bunch of clousers, the super clousers. Only pierced myself once tying. I still poke myself with the hook, even though I've been tying for 20-plus years. Walked around a little bit, talked to the Cortland guys, talked to Rob over at Great Feathers, Uh, had a little chat with Harold at Spring Creek Outfitters, talked to Mike Heck, Bill Skilton was here, which was huge. It's always fantastic to see your tying mentor. That was pretty awesome. And Jason talked to him and we're going to try and see if we can put together a DVD that Jason can film. What else did we talk to? We talked to the Allen guys a little bit, Will Hirsniak of Eastern Trophies. They just did the DVD for tying Chuck Kraft's flies, so we're talking Claw Dads, Critter Mites, C.K. Baitfish, and the Crelex. So if you want to learn how to tie those, go to the easterntrophies.com site. Uh, What else happened today? It was just busy. It's amazing how time flies. I didn't eat my lunch, which was just a can of Chef Boyardee. Straight out of the can until, I don't know, 2 o'clock. And it was pretty thirsty early in the morning. It was hot in there at the beginning. And then it cooled off. I trying to think what else was going on today. It was just nonstop people coming by. And one thing people noted is that my flies were the most colorful of all the ones today. Apparently, it's just a lot of trout guys here doing, like, natural colors. Olive, bluing olive, browns, blacks, tans. And I'm doing chartreuses. Oh, come on, man. I'm watching X-Men Origins right now, and the TV just went to snow. If you actually don't know this, when your TV is showing that black and white um, snow on your TV, that is a reverberation or an echo from the Big Bang. So that is a 4.6 billion year old transmitted signal you are receiving on your TV when it looks like this. Maybe I'll take a picture and show you guys, but I don't know. I just lost X-Men Origins. Great movie. So a lot of chartreuse, a lot of pinks, purples, uh, yellows, oranges, bright greens, purples. So people were coming by and just saying, hey, your stuff's bright colored. It caught our eye. Talked to people at Fish Zoo. Who else did we talk to today? Didn't really have much time to walk around till the end when it slowed down. And then I think tomorrow I'm going to tie up Jumbo Johns, more damsels. I'm going to tie up some more snakehead flies for myself. I'm going to. I don't know what else I'm going to tie. Do some shad flies tomorrow. I just got an order email for a $60 shad order. So that's about 55 flies. So I'll have to crank those out and might as well start here. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, I didn't uh, step on anybody's toes by having that retail display that it's taken down. And the guys next to me are, are once Irish. I don't know where the other guy's from, but they're both tying. Classic Atlantic salmon flies with no vices. So that should be pretty cool. David, you want to talk about how uh, Project Healing Waters did today? Great. Did great? All right. right, let's. Talk. So Healing Waters is good today. Yeah, we had a
2: show booth set up right outside the entrance uh, to the fly fishing show. We had a lot of people stop by. They're very interested in our program. A lot of them had heard about us before and were curious. Didn't really know what they wanted to do, whether they wanted to volunteer or, or contribute, but... We had a lot of people donate and and learn more about the program and linking them up with uh, local programs. So it was a real, real, real good uh, day for us. Uh, We also had uh, some volunteers from local programs in the area. I think it was we had one program from Philadelphia uh, show up and they had brought out uh, three of their vets. One of the VA uh, staff people had helped bring them out to the event here with them. And they really had a good time. I Also got to meet some of our other volunteers. I forgot the name of the Trout Unlimited Club, but they had, there was one Trout Unlimited Club that had a booth set up in inside convention area, and got to hang out with them. And yeah, it was an awesome day, really good, and we got some good donations. So, all in all,
1: awesome day. All right, let's go punish some food. That's it for day one, and I want to tell you the elevator. the David didn't have this; he came up later. But I'll just put a picture on the blog. There were probably about sixty people in line to get on the elevator. Only one of them opened. And I ended up having to take the service elevator with um, one of the guys from Tinkara USA up as uh, the other ones were just, they'd come down to level two and then go back up to 16 and come down to five and go back up. I think it's those uh, little girls here for the dance thing that they're doing and they're up to shenanigans. So I call shenanigans on elevator games. Check in with you tomorrow. Alright, well it's uh, Sunday evening, just stepped in the door here in glorious Annandale, Virginia. I'm going to say that was not a fun ride. It's dark, rainy, and foggy, so I could not see any of the street lines. Had to go to Reston to pick up Dr. Jones and on the one lane roads back with oncoming traffic. I had no idea where I was. It was uh, a white knuckle ride for sure. So I'm a bit exhausted. Today was a, it was a slow day at the show. Well, let me backtrack to last night. So I finished recording. We go down to the restaurant and David and I sit with Ben Rogers and we sit with the guys from Backwater Angler. And who else were we with? The um, uh, guys from Kelly's White Fly, Brian. And I didn't feel like a burger, so I got the chicken fingers. Well, I didn't know that it was a kid's meal, and literally they brought me a kid's meal of three chicken strips and, like, 15 seasoned fries. That was a little disheartening because I was pretty hungry after having, you know, a somewhat okay breakfast, a can of Chef Boyardee, and then chicken fingers. From there, we went and hung out with other people throughout the night. We're going to have Reba Brinkman on, Fly Girl Reba. She's an absolute trip. She's hilarious. So we we talked about some some podcasting ideas. And then uh, you know, just hung out a little bit with the bar, hung out with the Mossy Creek guys, talked to Pat Cohen. People were coming in and out. It was lots of fun. Went upstairs and grabbed a bottle of that main microbrew from Crosby. So uh the wife will be happy with that. So this morning, no bacon at breakfast. Hugely disappointed. It was a it was a pretty dodgy breakfast. It was like, you know, eggs potatoes that weren't even, they were like soggy potatoes. So breakfast didn't really get me started. And right when the show opened, boom, traffic, lots of people coming through. I guess when you walk straight in, you're going to make a right after the casting pond and you're going to pass me. So a lot of people did uh, quite a bit of fly sales today. Didn't sell any beer can koozies. I guess not a drinking crowd. Last year, the show was really quiet on Sunday morning. Everyone said people were at church, but it was the opposite. It was Very busy in the morning and then pretty much dead towards the afternoon. We've got the oncoming snowstorm. They're saying anywhere from 4 to 12 inches for DC. So if you heard my phone go off, I have the WUSA Channel 9. And it has... um, My mom wants me to text her to say I got home okay. Uh, The Channel 9 app has been basically sending me pings nonstop that schools are already canceled, federal government's canceled. So the wife and, and the Pixie are not coming home from Colorado tomorrow because there's going to be no way to get on the roads, and the airport's going to be closed. So maybe that weather had something to do with it. You could hear and see a lot of stressed-out vendors trying to figure out how to get home with canceled flights. A lot of people packed up early. So the show was done at 4, but they were booths empty at 330 people packing up rods and artwork and stuff, just trying to hit the road. And I tied up, what did I tie today? So there's a very nice gentleman with his boys who came by and bought three big packs of flies and a couple others. A lot of steelhead flies, so I'm out of intruders, which is a good thing. And hopefully he's going to slay some steelhead with them up in the Salmon River soon. Oh my gosh, message failed. I got to turn this phone off. Sold a bunch of flies, um, tied up Helgramites today. I tied up some more braided bass worms with the hairline dub crystal flash chenille. Tied up intruders, a ton of damsels. I did the extended tail damsels and the regular ostrich plume damsels. I did a couple of Jumbo Johns, but I just wasn't feeling the Jumbo John. So I stopped tying those. What else did I make? I don't know. There wasn't as many people coming through today, so I didn't really tie as much, but I definitely have about a 1,000 flies for the rest of the year. I've got a ton of bass bugs. I've got probably 60 or 70 damselflies left that didn't sell. So you're lost, people. If you didn't get those, those flies were 50% off at the show. Um, What else happened today? Hmm. Uh, Who did I talk to? I got a... Cast one of the Cortland lines, which had this great texture. It's the new, I guess, finesse line. It's not sticky, but when you touch it in your fingers to like haul or, or shoot it, it's it feels different. It's very soft in your hands and very almost adhesive to your fingertips. And I guess it shoots through the guides really easily. The guys next to me, we had... Uh, who do we have here? Um, addicted to Vice, so you can find him on... Instagram, uh, Union Hendren, he's the Irish guy who was tying classic patterns and, again, one of the guys tying without a vice. So that was pretty cool, watching them work. Um, I have Striker's Custom Flies also, Scott Striker. He had some crazy cool stuff. And That's it for the cards in my pocket. It was amazing. I did not spend any money at the show. I didn't buy any tie materials, no hats. I do want the Derek Young Sims hat that's going to match my boat. And there's the Sims pants that I really want. They're like my Nano Puff pants, but they have pockets on them. So Reba's booth, they're one of the biggest Sims sellers in the country. So they had tons of Sims booth stuff, stuff at their booth. It was awesome. So I would get up and stretch my legs and walk around a bit today. Oh, uh, it was just, it was quiet. So I didn't really get a chance to do a whole lot of um, listening. I, we watched George Daniel. Daniels cast, which is just fantastic. He actually took off his shoes and went inside the casting pond to do some casting. But watching him is just unbelievable. And he, he was very well-spoken. He came through the microphone, whereas Joe Humphreys and Bob Clouser, we really couldn't hear them as well. A lot of hungover people. People had some good times last night at the Irish bar and at the hotel bar. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What else can I tell you about today? I went to open my Chef Boyardee with that pop top, and the top popped off. So I had to use my Leatherman to pry open my Chef Boyardee. I really don't have much else to say. I, just, I love these, the fly fishing show. I love going there and seeing everybody, all the new products. It was great having people compliment my flies. They like the colors, some of the innovations, um, how simple some of them were to tie. Hmm. Huh. A lot of people listen to the podcast that stopped in and said thank you. I did a podcast with the Open Fly. So you'll hear that on their upcoming podcast soon. It's always great to hear about, you know, Evan's showing these pictures of like cohos that he catches, you know, right down the street and some of these trout that he catch at like Pondere that are just gigantically, disgustingly big. What else is going on? I picked up a new Hardy's rod today. It's the G50, I think. It's a ten foot six weight, so that's going to be the new roll casting rod for the Potomac. I'm quite eager to pick up a new rod and, and play with that. Hmm, that's about it. I wish there was more shows to do. I love just sitting and tying flies for ten hours straight. It's actually a lot of fun, but I am pretty exhausted now. So it's seven forty on Sunday. It's going to dump overnight. We're supposed to get an inch of snow an hour, so I'm going to have. Dinner. My parents made me chicken stew with mashed potatoes, so I'm going to tuck into that and try and get a good night's sleep. And That's about it. I'm going to wake up to snow on the ground. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I know it's a short one. wasn't even planned, but that's how things went at the Somerset Show. It's also awesome there that the venue is connected to the hotel, so you can just walk up and down. They validate your parking. They got free whoopie pies at the front desk. Just wish the breakfast was a little bit better. But overall, great time. Great little town. And I hope to see some of you at any of the next upcoming shows. And also, we did a lot of networking. So we are still trying to find an industry job in Fort Collins or outer outskirts of Denver metropolitan area. So if you know of somebody, I'm using you, social media, and networking. Pass the word around. I will uh, give you some kind of commission of flies or guided trips or something. You get me out to Colorado, I will pay it back. All right, let's throw this off to producer Jason, and this is going to be a short 23-minute podcast. All right. But wait, there's more. So since the Lancaster show was rather short, I decided I would add some of Ty Fest in with this podcast. So Ty Fest is done by the Coastal Conservation Association of Maryland. It is done at a small uh, golf course clubhouse, I guess you'd call it, out on Kent Island, which is uh, maybe about a 10-minute drive once you get over the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, and it's Very intimate. It's small. I guess it would be in the banquet room of this uh, building. And you just have tires and vendors and nonprofits in this one room. And uh, maybe a $10 charge to get in. And all that money goes to CCA, which is Coastal Conservation Association. I got the word that I'd be a tire at this from Tony, who is the president of the local CCA. So I did not unpack my car after Lancaster. Kept all the time material in there. And on Saturday morning, I got up early, hit the road, and then realized I left my square card reader that I used for my credit card purchases at home because my daughter had put it in the drawer underneath the TV. So a big U-turn, came home, hit the road again. I was on the Bay Bridge by, I don't know, seven thirty, seven forty-five, but I stopped at Wawa beforehand. I can't remember who I had the conversation with at... Lancaster, maybe it was with producer Jason or Matt about the breakfast burritos and how breakfast did Wawa so much better. I have to beg to differ. I'm going to say that it sheets. you can get a crispy piece of fried chicken on a biscuit with lettuce, onion, tomato, peppers, and boom-boom and sauce, whereas I got this famed Wawa breakfast burrito that was, eh, could use some seasoning. It was just bacon and eggs, but... If I want a burrito, it's gonna be bacon, eggs, hash browns, and chilies. And some like red onions up in there. So I got that, got a cup of coffee and hit the road, got to TIE Fest about 8.30. I met up with Morgan from Tightline Tales of a Fly Fisherman or TL TLFF, which will soon be migrating to the Chesapeake Bay Fly Company. CBFC. So look for that soon. And we started setting up and it's pretty cool. It went um, on my left was Morgan, myself, and then Micah from Knee Deep, and then Clouser Jr., and then Bob Clouser, and then Brad Buzzy. And then you go around. So we're in a, a ring of tables in the middle of the room. And then if you keep going clockwise, Captain Chris Newsome, uh, uh Bob Popovich was tying. Who else? There were some other guys from like the Jersey Shore, some other local Maryland people. There were some guys from Steelhead Alley in Ohio. I mean, they're here because I guess the rivers up there were still pretty frozen up. So we basically just cranked out flies all day long. I had some friends come out. Potter came out with um, this guy, Mike Deegan. Now, they used to date identical twins. I don't know if that's how they know each other, but I used to fish with Mike Deegan in the Keys in 99 when I worked at Ocean Reef Club. I have not seen the guy in 15 years. Last time I saw him, we were fishing flats near John Pennekamp State Park from a canoe. That was a long time ago. So they came out, and Holt came out. I'm trying to think of who else. Um, Stankus was there, some other people. Um, just good time, and it's just it's a very chill, just hanging out, tying flies, talking to other people, going around, looking at some other shops that are set up. So I'm now tying flies for Toctermans, talk, sorry for the uh, stutter there, it's talk-ter-man. If you listen to the podcast last year, it's pronounced like Dr. Man. So they are in Fells Point, Maryland, and I'm commissioned to do about three dozen shad flies, which I'll finish up tonight. So that's pretty cool, tying for a, a shop now. I sold, um, I don't know, about 10 bags of flies and gave out some individual flies to the kids because you always got to get that next generation excited. Morgan was displaying his carp boxes for local versus the carp he goes for on Beaver Island, which are, they basically are just massive streamers. And he, you know, I kept hearing him say, you need a 12 weight for carp up there. They'll break an eight, nine, 10 weight. And it's just not in my budget and time frame to go up there to fish. They're doing a trip. They got one spot open. By the time you hear this, hopefully it's taken, but that's what they're doing. They're hosting trips now. So Morgan was tying flies for, um, Bahamas trip, some crazy looking shrimpity-crabbity patterns, his, what was that one fly called with the EP brush? Something dirty, something about poop or something, or, or bungholes or balloon knots, I don't know. But it was fun, good times, good times by all. Uh, we finished up the show, packed up by 3.30 or 4. It was great to see Ben came down, Ben Rogers and Kelly's white fly, and Project Healing Waters was there. Uh, Lefty was there. So I got Holt some pictures with Lefty. And then Will Hersniak was across from us. So we, of course, got to see him tie up his critter mites all day. And he informed me that what I call our reaper tails are actually Chuck Craft's flies. Now, if you're familiar with Chuck Craft, he does a CK Bait Fish, the critter mite, the Crelex, and some others. Now, William sells a DVD that he and Grizz shot. Grizz is, of course, from Urban Angler in D.C., Northern Virginia, Alexandria. So I was in the Urban Angler today, and you can now buy that DVD from the shop. So give Grizz and Richie a call, or go over to easterntrophies.com if you want to pick up that DVD. And what else happened during that day? Um, it was just you know a lot of fun just hanging out on a Saturday. It was beautiful. It was like 55 degrees. People are taking flies out to the pond and, and catching bluegill and bass. Just awesome, awesome time. I, I wish there were more events like that. If you're listening now, uh, recording this on 311 day, if you're a Nick Hexum fan, there. On the 22nd of March, we're having a Project Healing Waters beer tie event at Whitlow's on Wilson all day long. It's from like 10 to 6. It's going to be sponsored by Orvis. There'll be some great Orvis raffles. And it's just time flies to fill the boxes for the vets and soldiers at uh, Walter Reed. So hopefully you can make it out. There's flyers at Orvis in Arlington. Oh, yeah. So that's about it. I'm still working on the bass podcast. That's going to be the next one. It's going to be pretty long. So hopefully you're done shoveling snow by then. You're done having to clean your car off. And it'll be nice, warm, shad fishing, warm season that you can listen to this outside while you're having a sundowner. So this is the official end of this podcast thanks for listening we will officially now send this off to producer Jason and he's been putting pictures up of his studio I want to go take a nap there it's like all soundproof walls you can't get a good nap in this house there's either a dog or a wife or a pixie always trying to wake you up but that's it for now let's sign off and I want to thank everybody who stopped by at Lancaster and said hi and introduced themselves and everybody who stopped by at Tyfest. Fest. That's it for now. We reached the 30-minute mark, so it's actually not not too short of a podcast.
0: Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com.